Welcome back to another daily walk. Well, today we want to spend a little bit of time talking about the barometer of your faith, the book of Revelation. I read the Bible every year, of course, and uh, that usually means that depending if I'm reading it once or twice, whatever, per year, usually around December I'm in the book of Revelation. And this month I was in the book of Revelation. And uh, just, you know, completing it over the last couple days, getting ready to get started to re reread the Bible um, <clears throat> for the new year. And it, it dawned on me, as you're reading through Revelation, it really can become a barometer of your faith. I remember as a brand new Christian, not really having quite as much faith. You know, you're you're new in, in the faith. You, you don't know exactly what to expect. You're, you know, the, the world is still a little unclear to you. And so you're reading through Revelation for the first time, and you're like, this is terrifying. And I remember that, and I think if you've read Revelation uh, when you were a new believer, you might have also equally thought, it's terrifying. And certainly any non-believer who reads the book of Revelation is like, either this is crazy, or this is terrifying. And these are important things to think about, because as we go throughout our life, and as I have grown in my faith, reading Revelation as many times as I have at this point in time, every single time, every single year I've read it, it was becoming more of a comfort and a comfort. It's no longer terrifying. It is instead, instead a great comfort. And this is, I think, an important premise because <clears throat> as we look in Revelation, we see a lot of interesting things in here. Some of it, of course, is more relevant uh, to our current age. Of course, if you're a, a pre-trib person, you know, the first three chapters is, you know, here on earth. And then right at that intersection between chapter three and chapter four is the rapture. If you can explain that one to me, I would really appreciate a great explanation. Um, but nevertheless, Revelation does take place, at least whether or not we are there for each of the, the elements there are many scenes of heaven. And obviously we have some scenes of heaven which are great scenes of worshiping God. And when we have these scenes of worshiping God, that is an excellent thing. And we look at this and say, hey, absolutely, I'm all over this. I can get on board with, with that. And then of course, though, once we start seeing the, the trumpet judgments and the vile judgments, we're like, um, maybe I'm a little less on board with this. And this is, I think, where the pre-tribulation crowd starts looking at us going, well, we have to be raptured before this because God would not possibly put us through any of these. I mean, the Bible just says that we are going to escape all persecution, doesn't it? Hmm. No, not the version I've been reading anyway. Uh, but as we dig on through these, yes, Christians are on earth through some of these judgments. You know, you have your trumpet judgments, you have your bowls, you have your rat, um, your vials, and these are the... These are the things we have to look at, and we have to understand that as Christians, our task is to persevere through the end. I mentioned it last week in the Daily Walk, James 1.12, those who persevere to the end will receive the crown of life. You know, we see many, many, many cases of the call for perseverance. It's those who stay to the end. 
You know, in the in the parable of the sower, I argue in testing and temptations that the when you look at the parable of the sower, we have four different seeds. Very clearly, the seed that falls in good soil is absolutely saved. The seed that falls on the rocky path is absolutely not. What do you do with those two seeds in the middle? We have the seeds among the thorns. We have the seeds in the shallow soil. Are those people saved or are they not? They take some form of root. Well, I argue in that book that they are not saved because they did not persevere to the end. They were choked out. In the case of the thorns, they were choked out by the cares and the concerns of the world. In the case of the of this shallow soil, they were choked out by persecution. Um, they were dried up. They, they were afraid to have their lifelong friends tell them that they were crazy for following some stupid dead god. And as we start living our life, we have to recognize it is those who land on the fertile soil who continue to grow and nurture their faith. I mean, look at John 15. In John 15, he talks in here about the vine and the, and the fruit. And you cannot have faith separate from the vine, which is Christ and God the Father. God the Father pruning us. God the, Fa- God the Son feeding us. Uh, feeding us the the nutrients and and God the Son is the is the way the the grafting into that vine, but it's only those who stay to the end. It's only those that that continue to produce. It's only those that really call out and say, "Hey, this is what's right. This is what's wrong." A deep sense of morality. All right, now I'm doing a podcast uh, this week on. My publishing site is going to be the first podcast over there. We're going to be doing author spotlight podcasts, and we're talking to Justin Derby, the author of an inconvenient, another inconvenient truth. I'm going to keep getting that title wrong. It's so close to another title he was kind of borrowing from, but it's called Another Inconvenient Truth, where he talks in there quite a bit about the the sense of morality and how we need to have a morality based on God, not a morality based on society. Because if our morality is all based on society, as Ravi Zacharias said, some people like to eat with their neighbors and other people like to eat their neighbors. Do you have a preference? Well, that's a societal norm. This is why we have an outside God who gives us what we are to do. And that ties right back in, going back to the book of Revelation, when we look through and see all the different trials and all the different persecutions and all the different things, we are commanded to stand firm through these different things, understanding that we will stay to the end of that book. Look at the end of that book. Every person who is a true and dedicated Christian, who perseveres, who stays with Christ, will be resurrected into a perfect eternity of love. That is the ultimate mark, love. To love all people around us, regardless of what they believe, regardless of what they say, regardless of even how they treat us, love. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean we go out and actively seek abuse from them, but we don't try and make their life worse. We don't try and make it bad for them. We don't try and hurt them in the various ways that they go. But as we dig through Revelation and we start going through the trumpet judgments and we go through the vile judgments and we see the full fledge of God's wrath pouring out on the earth, if this terrifies us, we don't have enough faith that God is going to pull us out. And when you have enough faith that God is going to pull us out in that end time, that God is going to be with us, if we don't have enough faith to do that, we don't have enough faith. And that's an important premise. That's an important principle. So as you read through Revelation, when you start to become comforted 
by all of the judgments, by all of the wrath, by all of the wars, all of the terror, when you start becoming comforted by that, you know that your faith is growing strong. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. Just continue in prayer and in Bible study. Get into the heart of God, get into the mind of God, and set yourself up to truly and really follow what God is doing. So thanks for coming along on this podcast. Have a look over at the website at ourwalkingchrist.com for more information, more videos, and more resources. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.